0: Hi, I'm Dubba. I'm the director of Music Tech Fest, and this is the MTF Podcast. Now here's something we haven't done for a bit. Let's go back to MTF Stockholm in September last year. Right near the showcase stage, we had what we call the MTF Playground. It was a place where you could hang out, try some cool music gear, from the latest Roland synths to a fully working vintage analog recording studio featuring Ennio Morricone's own mixing desk from the RCA studios in Rome, where you could try your hand at a mix using multi-track tape and valve compressors and so on, and compare the results with digital emulators, which was kind of fun. There were also new accessible musical instruments in there, some VR music experiences to play with, a massive visualization table, and we also had some deeply experimental tech in there, including an in-house 5G innovation project from Ericsson in partnership with Mind Music Labs. We grabbed the brains behind this project, Ericsson radio engineer Alfred Crown and Mind Music Labs CEO Michele Benincaso, and sat them down on the showcase stage with BBC Click technology reporter, musician, and MTF regular, LJ Rich.
1: All right, so hello. Hi. I'm oh, obviously joined well. on stage Great. by yeah. a human being. Uh, please tell us your name and what you do.
2: My name is Alfred uh, Alfred Crown. No. Oh, good, right. Um, <laughs> she recently changed. Oh. Um, so uh, not for any weird reason, just, just yeah, marriage. So oh, lovely. So not super weird. No. Um, so anyways, uh, I work as a radio engineer at Ericsson. Uh, and um, there we also have this um, little innovation project, uh, which me and a few colleagues started up, a few musicians who came together and thought about what can we do uh, when it comes to you know, products and services for musicians. What would we want, um, and uh, could we make it?
1: Brilliant. And let's have a quick show of hands. How many people here play an instrument or sing? Yep pretty much everybody. Well, I guess, no, not in, not in question of how many people play well, I guess it's how many people enjoy it. And this is a really rare audience because a lot of the time when we talk about music technology on stage, it's through an audience of people who aren't actually either familiar with it or, or interested. So this is a real opportunity right. to talk to other musicians. So you sing, right?
2: Yeah, um, uh, I mean, uh, I, say, I enjoy singing. Uh, sometimes I guess I get lucky and mm-hmm. do it fairly well. But yeah, um, uh, that's, um, uh, that's sort of my musical um, background. And then, you know, it's always been, you know, so every now and then you need, in a, in a, you start a band, it turns out, okay, we don't have a guitarist, okay, I'll, I'll try to play that for a while. But you, more usually it's maybe the bass player. So then you're a blaze player for a while, so Mm -hmm. kind of like that. And then also I studied uh, music production before I studied electrical engineering, which is sort of what led me into um, the uh, electrical engineering studies. So, you know, turn this knob in the studio, I hear how it sounds, but what does it do? So uh, that was the way in.
1: So you started off as a musician, then you studied electrical engineering, Hmm. and then just explain to us how you got to where you are now from that. Because it seems to me that mixing music and tech in a professional context, is going to have its own challenges.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's. Uh, but I think I think they go very much hand in hand. And f- and for me, you know, when I was studying, I was always very, you know, I had this. Uh, I was very firmly convinced that I was going to work with developing audio technology. And and I I, I did uh, do some some summer job at Teenage Engineering, uh, which is the, here in Stockholm. And that was that was really great. Uh, and then uh, and then I figured for my thesis because. Um, you know, when you study stuff, you realize that new things are exciting, so so I got, I thought this FPGA design was, was a lot of fun, and also thought like, okay, radio, that's pretty cool, it's something you can see or feel or hear, but uh, somehow it works, so I thought that was that was pretty cool, so I figured um, there was a good thesis at Ericsson, and in FPGA design, and I figured I would I would try that out, and I did, and it was fun, and then... Uh, also got um, got in touch with our internal innovation incubator and started talking uh, about these ideas I had for music and and got really good um, support to to uh, to drive that. So um, so then I ended up um, taking a position as a radio engineer, so developing uh, chips for for radio. Um, and then keep on uh, driving these, um, this um, innovation project together with my colleague Christopher. So we sort of came together in the uh, innovation incubator. He's an old uh, guitarist. Um, so we, we really, really got along and um, started thinking about uh, what we could do. Mm. Um, so that was, it was a lot of fun. And I think for me, I mean, also the sort of the experience of, of uh, recording and, and music uh, has been really great in my electrical engineering studies. Because a lot of times uh, there's been so many lectures where it's like, okay, you have a course in like signal processing. And then, you know, you're kind of falling asleep a bit. And then you're like, wait a minute. That's, that's that knob that I was wondering about. This very function, you know, controls this. Um, so that's been, that's been very helpful for me to motivate uh, my, my studies to have that uh, the context.
1: Mm, cool. So how many of us found out about latency when we tried to sing along with somebody through the internet and things like that? Yes, latency is... I can see the engineers over there as well. Latency is a massive pain. And I think that's one of the reasons you're up on this stage today and why you've got a demonstration just behind this wall is a, a kind of way to sort of almost solve latency over network... So, when I heard about this, I was like, really? Because there's nothing worse than you trying to sort of get a groove and it's not quite right. And you've got this lag. And if you want to simulate lag, go try this demonstration out. It's very weird and disorienting, which I think is a massive bit of fun that MTF is quite famous for. Weird stuff. So, um, tell us, what's the problem that you're trying to solve?
2: So yeah, basically we're trying to kill latency. I mean, th- I think that's a pretty good, uh, good uh, description of it. So I mean, we, uh, um, one thing with 5G, which is up and coming, which we are working on in parallel. I think Ericsson in general is working harder on 5G than this particular project. But one, one major thing with 5G, it's not just more data. It's also lower latency in the networks, lower delay. and. Um, and me and, so me and Christopher and a few other colleagues, we, we started thinking about then, well, what could we do? If, if we can develop a low latency audio solution, um, what kind of things could we do? So, um, so for example, if, if I'm in Stockholm, maybe you're in London, and we want to either maybe we had a band before and we want to keep practicing or want to do some sort of collaboration, write music, um, for us to be able to play together in real time, we need a very low latency. Um, so that's one thing you can do if you have a low latency audio connection, mm-hmm. um, and you can also, for example, for recording, it's very useful in a lot of different applications. So we started working on, you know, can we can we bring bring forth a prototype? Um, and there's really, um, you can say there's two parts of the problem. Um, so it's first of all in, in the interface. So if you, if you start with think with analog audio, because what, what we wanted to do was to really we didn't want to create a, a separate ecosystem. Since we come from a musical background and sort of know the workflows, we wanted to build something that could easily be inserted into your current workflow, Um, so to integrate easily. And I, I mean, the most straightforward way is just to have an analog audio plug to plug into, because then you can route anything with your normal setup. So that's where we started. Uh, and so then you have the problem of the interface between the analog audio and the network. So basically cr- taking from analog audio and um, creating network packets in the most low latency fashion. And then the other part of the problem is the network itself. And so we started looking at the interface and uh, started um, developing this application. And then we also um, got in touch with, with Mind MindMusic, um, who have developed a really... Really useful platform um, for for uh, I think Michaela will talk a lot more about that. But um, what we find useful useful it's it's a really uh, good platform for low latency audio um, handling uh, on, on embedded devices. And for us, it's really uh, it was when we heard about it and we got explained more about it. We found out it was very useful thing for us to speed up um, the development, and also this fact that it seems to integrate very well into the existing workflow, which is something we also wanted. So we built the prototype on that platform, and so we now we have, showing here today, we have the, a low latency interface, which um, you can use to, to plug into a network. And we've also actually plugged that into a 5G testbed in our labs in, in Shista. So we have, late, earlier this, um, this spring, and me and my uh, um, uh, colleague Christopher had the first jam. As far as we know, it was the first jam ever, ever over 5G. So that was a lot of fun.
1: Definitely a good claim to fame. Completely coincidentally, I've visited the research labs, and uh, they've got all kinds of things that to deal with low-latency issues, like if you need to drive a bulldozer remotely, so you're wearing VR, but if, if you've got that latency and you try and stop the thing and it's quite heavy, then it's, it's going to sort of smash into stuff. So there are lots of different um, applications. The main issue, though, is I think audio is... Sadly, it doesn't seem to have the same glamour as remote-controlling diggers through VR. And I know one of the reasons that you're here is to get people to fill in a survey that could hopefully get more people at Ericsson to invest in... This audio latency project.
2: Yeah, I think I think the thing is that it's always like we, we really appreciate that when we come to contexts like this, or when we speak to musicians in general, um, the, the the problem and this you know the need is, is very clear. And, to, and you know there are a lot of musicians at Ericsson as well, and and we can we can sort of explain it fairly well to the ones that don't play music either. But what would make things a lot easier for us is, is if we have um, the answers from a survey where um, people people like you who might want to use this could say, okay, this is something that would be really valuable um, because then it's, it's, uh, it's, it makes it a lot easier for us to, to take this forward. We've had really good support, and it's something I really, really appreciate. Um, we have this internal innovation structure where I can put, part-time of my work on this project Um, but now we'd really like to take it to the next step and make it um, even more of a reality and so so it would be really helpful if you guys could uh, fill out that survey just like five questions takes two minutes so that'd be really really great
1: and we've got one last question for you. 5G, yeah. when, when, when can we have it? <laughs>
2: well, uh, we have it in our labs right now, but the the phones, or like the UEs, as we call them user equipment, they're like this big. Um, so, so I mean... I, the, oh God, the this f-
1: big off the ground.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, because it's like a whole rack of stuff. It's like but going
1: back to the 1980s, isn't it? Just yeah,
2: yeah. it's always a bit nostalgic, <laughs> even though I wasn't alive then, but anyway. Um, <laughs> So, no, but uh, the, the first uh, releases will, the first networks will start rolling out probably during the next year uh, and then more in the 2020. Um, so it'll be a gradual thing, of course. But, I mean, now we're seeing a lot of the first um, first network uh, integrations. So it's, it's coming. Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, hopefully by the time it becomes readily available, we could have um, this, um, this product that we're working on available so that people would be able to, jam remotely, to collaborate remotely, record remotely and so on um, and that's something that we think would be very great, both as, I mean, from a, from an engineer point of view but as, as musicians, we'd really like to use yes. it.
1: Currently I send mp3s over and then someone sends something back, and then it does just feel so much like it's getting in the way of the creative process. Mm -hmm. And to an extent, any music device is a barrier between what's in here and what goes in here. So there's so many compromises, but it's lovely to know that we've got somebody on the inside. (laughs) (laughs) So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you
2: so much.
1: Are we ready for our next of two guests? And then at 2 o'clock, there is a concert performance in the Reactor Hall. So... You've got that to look forward to. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our next guest, Michele Benicasso. Yes. Hi. How are you doing? Here's the microphone. Sit yourself down. Hi, everybody. Hey. Well, Thanks very much for being here. Thank you. Is this your first Music Tech Fest? Yes. Ah, what do you think so far?
3: So far, I think it's great. I mean, I was expecting something big, but it's actually bigger than (laughs) what what I was expecting.
1: It's really interesting because everybody in the audience could probably be sat in this seat which I think makes for a slightly more amusing situation as an interviewer because I'm aware that there might be questions that I'm missing. So please feel free, if you have questions, to just stick your hand up. It's a really informal environment, so we may as well make use of it. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do.
3: So I'm Michele Benincaso, the founder of My Music Labs, and uh, what we design is a music operating system. It's uh, an operating system designed for building musical instruments. And the story, I mean, I started as a luthier. I studied violin making in Cremona at the Stradivari school. So my dream was to build musical instruments. Then I moved to guitars. And when I moved to Stockholm, I'm Italian. So I moved to Stockholm 10 years ago. And the dream was to bring the guitar to the future. We started to put together the team, and we worked on a, a guitar project, uh, which we got also very good uh, feedback. But then we realized that to build the guitar of the future, we needed to build an operating system capable to give all the 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 experience that we wanted to give to the users. Uh, that means. You know, if we look at the technology today, uh, you need something that you can upgrade, you can connect to other devices, and you can share what you do easily. And that's exactly what is not music today. Because technology-wise, we have a lot of uh, new stuff, but we are still stuck like 20 years ago or something. I mean, we are still around MIDI, which is great, but it's, um, you know, it has been some time.
1: So MIDI is sort of missing. I'm going to say, I'm going to ask the question that probably everybody might want to ask, or it just me, it doesn't matter. But what's the difference between miking up a guitar mm-hmm. or making some software that allows... What, what are you adding
3: to... So basically, we are uh, building... Just I will give you an analogy. I mean, think about the mobile industry before the Android era. So every company was building their own operating system, writing code on a specific DSP, and it was a very big chain of, uh, for the production. And it was basically impossible to run software from other uh, devices, I mean, to move software between devices. But then Android came to the world. You start coding like you are coding on a computer. And in very short, you get the community just bringing what you have on the computer on your mobile phone. And you get this great connectivity and so on. When it comes to the musical instrument, walk, uh, if we go a little bit in tech, I mean, what Elk is, it's a Linux dual kernel system where we get, and now we go back to Alfred's uh, uh, talk. Uh, I mean, we can run the system below like uh, 0, 0.3 milliseconds round trip latency. And we can speed the CPU up to 97%. So we really can make, uh, we can give to the user the super pro audio performance. But at the same time, uh, we, with, uh, we can make the musical instrument. We can upgrade with new sound. We can uh, read the BST. So you can basically get whatever you have on your computer and run in, in your keyboard. And also, it's very easy to connect and, um, and sharing. I mean, think about if you want to share music today, you play a few chords on a keyboard. I mean, your experience is very painful. Because you need to plug your keyboard in a sound card, which goes in a computer, and then open up your garage band or whatever, and then finally share it. If you turn on your keyboard, your keyboard connects, and you just play, press a button and share it, That's make uh, much faster everything.
1: So was this all born out of frustration? Then? It sounds to me there is a point where you've stopped just being an instrument maker and you've augmented yourself, in a way. So what was the point at which you thought, hang on a minute, I want to be the... The person that changes this?
3: I mean, as I said, everything started around the guitar, because I was a musician and guitar maker for many years. And then together, of course, the team was increasing. And, uh, and then we realized that the system that we were developing for the guitar, we said, oh, wait a second. I mean, with this system, we, we can build anything. I mean, we can build a keyboard, a drum machine, um, a studio mixer, anything. And, uh, and that will make so much easier for developers to uh, run their software that they already write for a computer. I mean, there's tons of VST on a computer, mm-hmm. but if you want to bring it on stage on your uh, keyboard, that's basically not possible. Okay. So that's, um, so the choice just, uh, it was some kind of a natural transformation. Instead of building the guitar, let's focus on building a platform where everybody can build whatever they want.
1: So Elk, Yeah. how does it work?
3: OK, it's, I mean, it's a product designed for uh, industrial. Um, I mean, it's operating system that we are licensing to a big company building a musical instrument. And the idea is just, I mean, you don't see it, but there is, what you can get is what uh, the musicians are missing. So it's like you don't see Android on your phone or iOS on your iPhone. But what you see, it's a device where you can download data, process data, send out data in real time, and be connected with everyone wherever you want. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, what you get if you get the musical instrument powered by ARC.
1: And where do you see it going then in a few years time? Do you think you will start creating an open source project as well, or?
3: I mean, there is, of course, there is, uh, uh, since we are all a musician and uh, all makers, some kind of makers in the team, uh, there is uh, a desire to build something for the community. Which we are working on but we don't have exactly the perfect schedule yet when but i mean that's definitely something that uh, will happen
1: and what's the thing that most surprised you about building software when you've been building hardware all the
3: time Uh, i mean first of all i've I've been amazing how uh, code can be so uh, there is creativity also in there because as instrument maker uh, and also with, uh, you know, I studied to build violin like uh, 400 years ago. So it was a really practical and physical work. But then when you s- see actually a full OS building from scratch, uh, I mean, there is a, a craftsmanship also in there. Mm. And, but that's thanks to uh, the guys in our team.
1: It's a crazy amount of work to build a whole OS don't, yeah. you, don't you think? What, what, <laughs> why? I mean,
3: it's Linux-based system, but uh-huh. it, uh, with with kernel architecture. But, I mean, it has been uh, a lot to work. Yeah, definitely.
1: And what's next for you? What would you like to do next? Obviously, you're going to continue to work on this.
3: But yeah, I mean, together with Elk, we are not working only on the operating system. We are creating the whole ecosystem. We are releasing a marketplace for VST makers selling their VST on hardware platform. And uh, together with Ericsson, we are working on this uh, long-distance jam session, which is what the musicians have been waiting, I guess, since the beginning of the Internet.
1: Oh, yes, I'm definitely one of those. Uh,
3: and, uh, and that's actually happening because we have a prototype running. You know, the test with Ericsson is with our development board. Um, that's something that will happen.
1: Brilliant. And it's, it's not often that you get the chance to be in front of a music tech audience. So is there, if there was anything that you really wanted to communicate or anything that I've forgotten to ask, you think, oh, I
3: wish I'd said that. Now is your (laughs) chance to speak to these amazingly brained people. Uh, Then it would be something not technical and not related to Elke, I guess. It's more like, I mean, just keep making music and have fun with it, because the world really needs it.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's a lovely place to end, actually. So thank you very much, Michele Benacaso. Did I get it right?
3: Yes, thank you.
1: Excellent. Grazie mille. Round of applause. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Thank you. It's Alfred Crown from Ericsson and Michele Benincaso from Mind Music Labs on the showcase stage with the wonderful LJ Rich at MTF Stockholm last year. And that's the MTF podcast. If that was enjoyable, of interest or useful, please do subscribe, share, like, rate, review or tell someone you like. We'd really appreciate it. Have a great week and we'll talk very soon. Cheers.